Hello, hello. Welcome to the seventh episode of the Oz on Air, the Ballad of a Growing Black Girl podcast. I'm your host, Ozriel, and I am very excited to jump right into this topic of inner child healing and reparenting yourself. So for those of you that do not know what an inner child is, an inner child is a person's childlike aspect or an unconscious piece of yourself. Everyone was once a child, and just because we grow into adults, it doesn't mean that we don't keep a piece of our childlike self or childhood. For many people, their needs weren't met as a child, whether physically or emotionally. Maybe some abuse even occurred. And so this created a wounded inner child, which then created unconscious behaviors and skewed ways to look at the world or yourself. Maybe you were never listened to as a kid, and so as an adult, you believe your voice is unimportant. So you never speak up and you remain silent. You'll have to focus on healing your inner child because deep down, yes, you're grown, but inside there's a quiet and hurt little boy or girl that feels dismissed and needs attention. Healing that inner child requires giving them attention they need and deserve and being there for them so that the inner child no longer feels hurt or dismissed. And this is where reparenting comes into play. And essentially, reparenting is taking care of yourself, like you're your own child so in a way you are the parent and the child parents take care of their child their children's needs and so you're the child you have needs that need to be met and then you're also playing the role as as the adult and so you are meeting those needs so you pay attention to yourself including your wounded inner child and you make sure to meet all of your needs and this is very important especially if your needs were not as met as a kid And also, reparenting includes learning and unlearning certain things that no longer serve you as an adult, like changing toxic behaviors. Let's say as a kid, you were spoiled all the time. You rarely got no. As an answer, you got whatever you wanted. You were daddy's little princess. But now as an adult, you're in a romantic relationship. And so when any time your partner says no to you, you kind of feel triggered in a way. You may not get on the floor and throw a tantrum like you're eight, like you're a child, but there may be ways um, as an adult that you act when you hear the word no. And so reparenting is going to require you to learn how to react in a mature way rather than an immature way, to not feel some type of way every time you you hear the word no. As an adult, you have to rationalize things and realize you're going to get the word no, and you cannot have the spoiled behavior any longer. So reparenting does require you to learn how to self-soothe and find a way to react that is mature rather than immature. And if you don't know what self-soothing is, it's basically, well, imagine a parent and a baby. A baby cries when it's not being fed or it's not given attention or its diaper is full. And so the parent then comes and they change the baby's diaper, they give the baby a bottle, and then they play with the baby. They're basically soothing that child. They're taking care of that child. And that's what self-soothing is. It's taking care of yourself. It's learning to manage your own emotions and take care of your needs. So, now that those long-winded definitions are out of the way, let's go ahead and hop into six ways that you can help heal your inner child. By no means am I a therapist or 
what other terms people use these days, a life coach, anything like that. I'm, I'm not that, but I am a girl on a growth journey and I've definitely read and, you know, watched some things on inner child and reparenting, but even then I'm not a therapist, so take this as you will. But anyway, let's go ahead and hop right in. Number one, this is going to be a hard one. Get uncomfy. (laughs) You have to get uncomfortable. Look at the things you missed out on as a child and see how it affected you. Maybe you didn't get enough quality time with your parents. Um, And so this has created your wounded inner child. I want you to look at the ways that it's affected you because you haven't gotten the time that you need and deserved with your parents when you were a kid. And this is something that I kind of dealt with, you know, I, and I feel that many people do in some way. In some ways, there's, you know, some other needs were met and in some ways, some other needs weren't met. Maybe some people's needs were met physically, but not emotionally. Or maybe it was the opposite, where they had very, very attentive parents and they had deep relationships and things with, but maybe they didn't always have food on the table. And that created a different trauma that stems to money and um, things of that nature, if that makes any sense. So you have to get uncomfy. You have to look at the things you missed out on as a child and see how they affected you. Write it down, journal it, do what you have to do. It's not going to be easy. You might feel triggered and may have waves of bitterness and anger towards your parents, even though you may have a perfectly fine relationship with them. But you are valid to feel those waves of anger and bitterness. You are basically unpacking trauma and peeling back the layers of yourself that you may have never experienced before or noticed before. Number two is to write a letter to your inner child. This was something that I did not too long ago, maybe four months ago. And my letter ended up being seven pages long. It was a long, long letter. Basically, you're going to talk to yourself like you're a kid. You're going to talk to your to your child self. So literally, literally imagine you're sitting in front of your 10-year-old self or your 8-year-old self and just vent. Open your heart and just write. Allow yourself to feel certain emotions and memories that come to you, um, especially the ones that hurt you and stuck with you. Pay attention to those. So it's going to be a very hard pill to swallow and a hard letter to write. You may feel triggered. You might cry. You might feel angry. It's valid. But I also want you to be encouraging. Be encouraging to that to that inner child. Say that it's going to be okay. Say that you're going to take care take care of your inner child. You're going to take care of them. You're going to meet their needs. Be encouraging to them. Tell them that they're loved and important even though they may not feel that way. Definitely do that one. If you do any of them, I would say do this one. Definitely. Um, and don't show anyone, don't read it, unless you really feel the need that you want to read that to someone, um, just keep it to yourself. What I did was just seal it in, seal it in an envelope and I didn't touch it for a few months until like maybe this January where I opened and read it. It should mostly just, just be for yourself. It's just between you and your inner child. Number three is to connect with your inner child. So earlier, 
I said that you have to pay attention to your inner child and meet your inner child's needs. You also have to connect with them. So, you can do this by doing things that you used to love doing as a kid, or even doing things that you never got to do as a kid, that you always wanted to do. It's basically learning as well what your parents couldn't teach you. So maybe your parents never taught you how to ride a bike, and to this day, you're 35 years old and you still don't know how to ride a bike. I don't care how ridiculous it sounds to you, go into a bike shop or Walmart, buy a bike, learn how to ride. You're never too old to learn how to ride a bike. Maybe you never learned how to swim. This one applies to me. Parents never taught me how to swim. They didn't even know how to swim, but they didn't put me in lessons. And I remember when I was a kid, you know, even in like middle school, feeling left out at pool parties at my friend's house because they could swim. They got to dive and play games and and go down the slide. And I would all I could do is basically sit on the pool side or stand in the pool when I could. And it made me feel left out. And I do have a feeling that if I tried to learn how to swim, I feel like that would just make me feel good. And I don't know, I just feel like that would be very reward rewarding for me because that's something that I missed out on as a kid because I didn't know how to swim. It was those times with friends. So that's an example. Go to Disneyland. Maybe you've always wanted to go to Disneyland, but your parents could never take you because they couldn't afford it or they were always working and busy. If you can afford it now, do it. Book the trip to Disneyland. Stop putting it off. You probably thought about it here and there. Do it. Go to Disneyland. Do the things that you never got to do as a kid that you've always wanted to. Zip lining, rock climbing, maybe even something smaller like this. Maybe there was a show that your parents never allowed you to watch because they felt like it wasn't age appropriate. You're an adult now. You can watch whatever you want to watch. Put on that show. Um, things that you love doing as a kid, um, maybe watching Spongebob, put on a, a Spongebob marathon and watch all the old episodes that you loved watching. Connect with your inner child. This one's more lighthearted, more fun compared to the other ones that are more deeper and more serious. So definitely try to connect with your inner child. Number four, if it's possible, be open to bear your heart. Are there any people in your life that affected you in a negative way from your childhood? Most of the time it's your parents, but what if it was a sibling or an aunt or an uncle? If it's possible and you feel comfortable but you've just never done it, sit down with that person, have an open and honest conversation and tell them, hey, these are the things that you did that hurt me when I was younger. You probably didn't mean to hurt me, but I just want to let you know. This has been bothering me for years. I'm learning that there's things that I do and have adopted because of the hurt that I've experienced. And I just want to let you know. Something like that. <laughs> it doesn't have to be in an accusatory tone. It doesn't have to be attacking that person. Because I guarantee you when you go in guns a-blazing and blaming that person, it's going to be hard for them to hear what you have to say because they're going to tune you out. They're going to feel attacked. Um, unless you have someone that's that supportive that will listen to you vent and attack them. And then you're able to have a calm conversation after. But try not to do it in, a, in an accusatory, vic not victim. Um, I don't want to say victim. Because in many ways we were victims. Um, but don't do it in a way that um, attacks them. 
And this is something that I did a few weeks ago with my dad, and I feel that it did help me because it was a weight that was finally lifted off my shoulders, and in a way it brought us closer. You know, I have my own daddy issues and things that I'm trying to work through, and sitting down and finally telling my dad about those daddy issues, he opened up to me a little, and I realized, okay, dang, he's got daddy issues, and hurt people hurt people, right? There are a lot of parents out there that at the end of the day are just trying their best and there's no universal parenting book that guarantees 100% that when they raise their child they'll be completely fine and not be traumatized um we're all just trying so therefore all parents are just trying when they're raising their children and things happen hurt people hurt people and I would say for the most part there are just some parents that did their best but just missed the mark on a lot and it's affected their children unfortunately but there are in some cases where some parents really just did not care and just completely abused and neglected their children which is completely uncalled for and wrong but being open to that conversation with my dad and hearing kind of his side it made sense to me then why he was the way that he was with us um and it kind of makes you think like okay if my parents were treated that way why would they then treat me that way it's just something that I don't think they try to do on purpose I feel like it's honestly kind of unconscious that they do it and I feel like a lot of parents do this I'm not going to raise my kid that way I'm going to do things differently than you know, my parents did, but then they end up falling right into doing exactly what their parents did, and there's not really any change. I feel like that's the case for many, and it is sad, but it is a truth. And so if you're able to sit down and you feel comfortable venting and talking to the person that hurt you, do it. Um, maybe it's been on your mind for months or years to finally, you know, lay that weight down and talk to them. This is your sign to do it. And I know not everyone's able to. Maybe the person that hurt them has passed on or the relationship has completely fallen off and you have no interest in talking to them ever again. That's fine too. In those cases, it might be best to write a letter to them that you never send or do anything with. Maybe you just completely vent and write a letter to that person and burn it or tear it up or maybe you do keep it. Whatever the case may be, you can also do that if you're not able to physically talk to them. But I do recommend getting that weight off of you in some way. Number five, forgive yourself. Uncovering a lot of trauma and memories, painful memories, can be hard. And so unwanted emotions might come. Maybe there's a memory that comes to your mind from childhood that makes you feel guilt or shame. And I want to let you know that you have to let go of that. You have to let go of that guilt and shame. You have to understand that you can't change the past and that the mistake you made, if it was a mistake, you didn't know any better and you have to truly set yourself free. Now, there might be times where you look back and you realize, okay, I am to blame. Like, I did do something that caused this. And so you you might feel guilt or shame, but still, even then, let go of it. 
And then in another case, many parents, I feel like this is maybe a trait for narcissistic parents, something that they do. They put the blame on the other person a lot. So maybe you had a narcissistic parent who blamed you for everything, literally everything, even things that you were not in control of. Like you're 10 years old. Why is your parent blaming you for, for this? But it happens. A lot of parents, you know, do that. They blame their children for literally everything. And that cultivates guilt and shame that they feel for the rest of their lives. But I'm here to tell you, you have to let go of that guilt and shame. And if your parents accused you for everything, like it was your fault, it wasn't your fault. It really was not your fault. And do not let them believe. Do not. Do not believe that it is true that you are to blame because you're not. Hurt people hurt people. Okay, please understand that it's not your fault. So please let go of that guilt and shame, regardless if you did something or not. Let it go. And that goes for any healing journey. Any healing journey is like number one rule is to let go of the past, forgive others and forgive yourself. And so you have to do that for this as well. And finally, number six, I couldn't recommend this more. Therapy. Get therapy if you can. A therapist will be able to help you deep dive into your past even more and peel back the layers of your life that you probably burdened or don't want to think about or maybe you haven't even thought of and you need to become aware of so that you can heal. They'll be able to give you strategies and things in order to help you heal and it's also just a great way to vent to people. Um, maybe there's no one that you can talk to in your life and meeting once a week to your, to talk to someone that you don't know personally that helps you feel less stressed. It makes you feel heard and seen and, and helps you feel more sane. And this can also tie into step four of opening your heart and bearing, um, bearing your heart to people. If you're not able to do that, having a therapist is great because you're able to be open and talk about the things and experiences that have hurt you and they're there to listen to you. And maybe you do want to talk to a specific person who hurt you, but you don't feel comfortable doing that yet. Therapy can help. It can warm you up to that idea. Your therapist can help you navigate talking to that person if you want. Therapy is just great. Great for venting, great for giving you strategies on how to heal and through things that you've been through in life. So therapy, I do recommend. So, get uncomfortable. Look at the things you missed out on in your childhood and see how it affected you. Write a letter to your childhood self, to your inner child. Connect with your inner child. Do things that you've always wanted to do as a kid or things that you love doing as a kid. Be open to bear your heart to the people who've hurt you if possible. Forgive yourself. Let go of the guilt and shame and get therapy. These are the steps that I have written, the things that I've I've kind of done to help aid in my journey. There are tons of other videos and articles that you can read that maybe include more reasons um, or more steps on how to heal. So definitely do that if you want. Um, because like I said, I'm not a therapist. I don't have a go-to guide of like the hundred steps you can do to heal. Um, these are just kind of things that I've came across and have tried. So, and they, I do feel that they've hurt, that they've not hurt, that they've helped me in a way. I feel like 
yeah, I've done I've done all these things in a, in a way. The one that I haven't done as much that I need to is connecting with my inner child. I definitely need need to do that more. But I've done the letter. I've done um I've done the step of looking at the things that I missed out on. I'm in therapy and um forgiveness I continue to do because if anybody's ever told you forgiveness is not a one and done thing, it's a continual process. Just because you sit there and say, okay, I forgive you or I forgive, you know, myself. It doesn't mean that the, that the feeling of guilt or anger or whatever you may feel and it may not come back up. It may come next week. And so then next week you have to forgive yourself or, or that other person again. And then it'll come up again in two months and you got to keep forgiving. Forgiveness is an ongoing process until you truly feel no negative emotions or anything anymore. It's not a one and done thing. So please dispel that myth. Um, so yeah, these are kind of the things that I've done that I feel would help in an inner child healing journey. And if you've listened to this episode and you've realized you have a wounded inner child and you feel negative emotions because of that, don't feel bad. Don't feel guilt or shame. Um, I'm very proud that you've become aware that you do need to heal in some way. And I want you to know that it is possible to heal it's a long process and it's definitely not easy, but it is possible. And I want you to know that you are important. You are loved. Your, your, your feelings are valid. Your voice deserves to be heard. Despite the things that you were told when you were a kid, they're not true. If you were told you weren't loved or unworthy or unimportant, that's a lie because you are. Maybe you weren't directly told by anyone, but life experiences have shaped you into believing that you are unimportant and such, but you're not. And so, yeah, (laughs) please understand that, that you can heal and that despite the things that you've been through in your past, they do not define you and you are important. You are loved. You are worthy. You're all of those things. And that is all. I think that's all for today's episode, y'all. I thank you so much for listening. If anything resonated with you, I do hope that you try to take some of these steps or look more into inner child healing and reparenting yourself. And if you're going to start your healing journey, I wish you the best of luck. And this could possibly be one of the best things you could do in your life. Truly. When you're able to truly let go of the past, forgive yourself and others around you who've hurt you, when you're able to learn to love yourself, when you're able to uncover your traumas and work through them, it's a lot and it's a process, but it's worth doing. And you got to know that. It's much better to go through all of this than to continue going in life hating yourself and feeling guilt and shame and feeling trauma and letting it affect your life and your relationships and all those sorts of things. So that is all that I have to say. I do wish you the best on your healing journey if you have chosen to start one. I love you and I will see y'all next week. Bye!